Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. One of the many things that uh, he does well, I'm talking about Today FM broadcaster and Limerick man Dermot Whelan, is present the annual radio awards, the IMROs, which come around each October, and uh, they had to be virtual last year, and who knows what they'll be like this October, uh, but uh, does a super job of it, and is well able to slag us all off, uh, Live 95 included as part of the crack, but it's all uh, in good fun, and uh, he obviously has many, many strings to his bow, uh, including as a comedian, and he's now released his book, Mindful, and it helps you understand how to de-stress without dialing emergency services, as uh, he might put it himself. Dermot's also a meditation teacher, and he's been chatting to Anne-Marie. He begins by describing the moment he had a panic attack back in 2007 on the way to a comedy festival. It was back in 2007 and I had a lot going on. I was just doing stand-up comedy a a couple of years, so I was pretty new to it. And obviously that kind of made me nervous and anxious. Uh, I was working breakfast radio at the time, so I was up around half four or five. And then I was doing comedy clubs at night time, so I was getting home after midnight. So I was run ragged. And I also had a new baby at home and... I didn't really know any stress management tools other than having the odd pint. So that wasn't working particularly well for me. So I was driving down to the Kilkenny Cat Last Comedy Festival um, on on the weekend. And it's always at the beginning of June and it's always a lovely long weekend ahead. So I was excited and nervous, but I was exhausted. And I remember feeling like the invisible man just sat in on top of me while I was driving and I had to pull the car over. And then yeah, I realized that I was having a panic attack. Well, I suppose for me at the time, I thought I was dying. I didn't know what was happening. So somebody called an ambulance. And I think I'm still the only comedian to arrive into Kilkenny, the Cat Last Festival, in an ambulance, which, you know, is very showbiz. There's lots of flashing blue lights and it's, um, you know, really noisy and it's a hell of an entrance, but it's not one that I would recommend. So um, that sort of set me on a path of going, okay, like... An anxiety attack is when your body screams at you. Sometimes your body will whisper at you, then it'll go a little bit louder, and then eventually sometimes it has to scream because I wasn't managing stress particularly well. So that sort of set me on a path of looking for something maybe a little bit uh, better so that I could manage all the things that I was doing in my life without having to go places in an ambulance. The thing is, and I had one myself a long, long time ago, right? Mm. And you go in through the hospital system and you feel like a bit of an idiot afterwards because you think everyone was checking your heart and doing all sorts of tests with you and then they tell you, you're actually, you're not having a heart attack. It's, it's an anxiety attack. And you leave. And then what? There doesn't seem to be that kind of support after that for anybody in that position or who's suffering from anxiety maybe all the time. You're, you're so right, Anne-Marie, because I felt exactly the same way. You know, they did, they hooked me up to all the machines and then they said, look, it was an anxiety attack. And immediately you feel like you've just wasted everybody's time. And I remember they gave me a brown paper bag to breathe into um, and I could still smell whatever sandwiches were in it before I, was, before <laughs> I started to use it. But like that, you know, when I left, uh, you know, it was like, well, that was weird. 
Um, and there was no mention of, I know they asked me, like, do you have a stressful job? And I said, well, I'm a stand-up comedian. And they all went, oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's one of the most stressful jobs on the planet. So best of luck with that. You know, there, there was nothing else really to, for me to do. I mean, I did say it to a few people and I was amazed at the amount of my other fellow comedians who quietly admitted that they had had similar moments in the past. You know, there was no advice or, hey, maybe you should try this breathing technique or have you tried meditation or, you know, maybe spend more time in nature or do more exercise. There was there was nothing. It was just like, well, that's over now so you can get on with the rest of your life. But it, it stuck with me. So I ended up quite by chance meeting a, a woman called Siobhan McKenna and she was an author and she asked me to emcee her uh, her book launch, um, ironically, now that I have a book myself. And I, I said, yeah, but I, and I heard that she was a meditation teacher in her spare time and she taught the guards. And I thought, well, I thought it was a bit woo-woo and fluffy myself, but actually if she's teaching law enforcement, then there must be something to this. So we did a swap and she gave me an hour of her time and I launched her book. Um, and I kind of took off from there and I've been doing meditation for well over 10 years and I've been a teacher for three as well as all the other radio and comedy stuff I do. We've all heard about meditation. Some people go, ah, not for me. And they have never tried it. What would you say to people about, you know, maybe giving it a go and getting to experience what meditation really is? First thing I would say is I get where you're coming from because I thought exactly the same thing when I started. I thought it was for Californian hippie types, you know, who are just constantly burning sage and eating hummus and sitting in the lotus position and looking beautiful and really, uh, you know, at peace. You know, it's not like that at all. There's a load of science in it that actually makes sense. The next thing is that it's a, a misconception that you have to clear your mind of all thoughts because we are never going to do that because we have 80,000 thoughts going through our head every single day and they're not going anywhere. And that puts a lot of people off because when they try it, they go, oh, my mind is wandering all over the place and I, I can't clear my mind of thoughts. So I guess I'm terrible at it or I'll never get it. And actually, we're not meant to do that at all. Like meditation is just a tennis match between focusing your mind on one thing and then the ball bounces off to your mind wandering and then it bounces back. So it's, the ball bounces between attention and distraction, attention, distraction, and that keeps happening in any little meditation that you do. You're not doing it wrong if you find your mind is wandering because that's what minds do. And do you have to be really disciplined to get into it? No, and, and, and that's another thing. Sometimes, you know, we're so conditioned to beat ourselves up when we're not very good at something. We're trying too hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And really, all meditation is, firstly, it's about making the time. I do a one-breath a one meditation. I do a 16-second meditation. So it's just about making a little bit of time in your day, even if that's only a few seconds. And then when you sit down to do it, realize that it's okay when your mind wanders off. And any time you realize your mind has wandered off, you just bring it back and you don't give out to yourself. Like the last thing we need is another excuse to beat ourselves up and hit ourselves over the head with a stick, you know, for doing something wrong. And what happens, you see, in the brain when we do meditate, and this is part of the science that I love around it and that I learned from becoming a teacher, is that even when our mind wandered a lot in a meditation, what we're doing is we're activating different parts of our brain. And for instance, there's a part of our brain that's called the empathy center. It's called the temporal parietal junction. And we have those in our brain. And they're where empathy shows up on brain scans. And what does that do? It means 
that we start to become kinder to other people, but more importantly, we become kinder towards ourselves with our own thoughts. So if you're the kind of person who tends to give out to themselves and be a bit of a perfectionist, then even a little bit of meditation, even if if it's a few seconds a day, and really help you be nicer to yourself in your head. And in fairness, who doesn't need a bit more of that? I was uh, talking to a, um, an, an expert or a, I suppose a professional who works in the field of mental health recently. And he turned mm. around and he said to me, you know, he said it's often the most intelligent, open, happy, entertaining people that are quietly suffering, he said, anxiety or depression or other things like that. And <laughs> your book, I kid you not, arrived in about a day later and I looked at it and I went... Yeah, intelligent, happy, outgoing, entertaining comedian. <laughs> yeah, I think this guy's onto something. Do you agree with that um, assessment? I do. Obviously, any you know, there's lots of people in the entertainment industry who you know would admit that they have anxieties and and worries, and and maybe jumping up on a stage is actually the opposite of what they really want to be doing. But all of us, I think, at particular times in our lives are at different places on the, you know, the anxiety scale. Mm -hmm. If the scale runs from I'm happy and everything's perfect up to, oh, my God, I'm a basket case. You know, we are various places along that scale at various times in our life. You know, some people naturally find themselves higher up that. Other people may find they're grand, but something like COVID has actually pushed them further up and they don't know what to do. I mean, one of the reasons I wrote the book was that it was and one of the reasons I wanted to become a teacher was that I was amazed at just how effective and how big the ripple effect could be from doing a very simple technique every day. And I was like, wow, I had no idea. I thought that, you know, to see great improvements in your well-being and, and your mental well-being that you'd have to go and talk to professionals and you'd have to like become a yogi and, you know, I'd have to shave my head and live in the Himalayas if I want to get this sense of peace. But actually... You don't. It could be something something as simple as a little technique you do every day before you pick up your phone. And that can have a big ripple effect out into the rest of your of your day and your relationships and your work and, and everything else and give you a sense of, of well-being that maybe you haven't had before. The more we can learn about things like meditation or mindfulness or any of that, um, the more we can feel a little bit more confident that, you know what, if I do have a wobbly day, a wobbly week, a wobbly moment, there's something I can do that can help bring me back to myself. Meditation teacher, broadcaster, comedian and Limerick man, Dermot Whelan. What a fascinating chat that was uh, with uh, Anne-Marie. Well done to both of them on that. I must say I learned a lot from it. And uh, Dermot has published his book, Mindful, and it helps you understand how to de-stress without dialing the emergency services. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.